Chapter 36, Sticky Andromeda settles him on the sofa before she disappears to her kitchen to make them some tea. Her house is smaller than what Sirius had ever imagined, quaint and cozy, resembling nothing of how they'd both grown up, surrounded by gloom and dark colors, a coldness seeping into walls that could never be extracted. When she returns, handing him a cup, Sirius takes it in nearly numb fingers, not even drinking it before setting it down on the small table beside him. Andromeda eyes him but says nothing immediately as she sips at her own cup. Tell me, he demands, watching as two dark brown eyebrows raise slowly on his cousin's forehead. Please, add Sirius. Andromeda leans back in her chair, crossing one leg over her other as she regards him. Drink your tea, Sirius, she instructs, but Sirius scowls. I don't want bloody tea, he protests. I need answers. And I will give them to you, responds Andromeda. But first, drink. You'll likely need it for this. Sirius glowers at his cousin, but she doesn't relent, staring him down. He finally huffs in frustration, grabbing up the abandoned cup and downing the liquid as quickly as he can without scalding the inside of his throat irreparably. It's only when he disposes of the porcelain again that Andromeda clears her throat. You still can't remember anything, can you? Sirius shakes his head, and Andromeda frowns. Regulus has been working on that. The spell didn't take properly, so your memories should be there. We think there's some sort of block keeping them held back. Sirius opens his mouth to speak, but his cousin lifts her hand into the air, silently telling him to remain quiet. She readjusts a little in her chair as she studies him. I'll tell you what I know, but you must not interrupt and listen to what I have to say, she informs curtly, leaving no room for arguments. The details are, sticky. It's easy to get trapped in them and lose the plot on all else. Just listen, serious, and when I'm done, you can ask all the questions you still have. I'll answer them if I'm able. Sirius eyes her speculatively. He doesn't know Andromeda anymore, never really had to begin with, him being so young when she'd run and hidden herself away. He has no reason to trust her, except he does, so he nods in silent promise, and Andromeda offers him the tightest of smiles. The night Regulus approached you and tried to bring you back to him, she begins, leaning forward a little. You met Remus at the pub. I understand James and Peter have told you what they remember of that night, but they don't know everything. They left earlier than you, and once they did, you found him. Sent him drinks. You had an interest and it eventually came to a head in the lav, or so I understand it. Remus scratched you during that encounter. That's where the mark on your hip came from. Sirius glances down at himself, his frown deep as it forms over his face, but when he looks back up, Andromeda is staring at him intently as though she's sizing him up, silently judging if he's worthy of what she has to say next. Remus is a werewolf, Sirius, she finally says gravely. He has been since he was a child, attacked because of his father's own foolishness. Sirius startles a bit, but for some reason, the information doesn't feel as though it should be surprising for reasons he can't seem to settle with. He is a werewolf, but he is kind and compassionate, soft-spoken, and possesses the most lovely, wonderful soul. He's warmth personified when he decides to show it. 
I was friends with his father Lyle during school and became the closest of confidants with his mother Hope until she passed. Remus and my daughter grew up together. He is my family. Andromeda pauses, her expression hardening at the edges. Sirius thinks he understands why she's told him all this, the care and love she feels for this man that's still so strange yet familiar to Sirius, so he nods, keeping his promise not to speak and interrupt. Andromeda seems to relax a little. That night was a full moon, she continues in her explanation. He was very close to his transformation, so when he scratched you, it did things to your body, things I still don't fully understand. Werewolves are, fascinating. There are so many things about them that no one knows or cares to find out. Most view them as monsters and cast them off as such, never digging deeper into their physiology and the magic behind the curse that's been forced on them. I have spent nearly 23 years researching and watching, but even I don't know half of all there is involving them. What I do know, is that the scratch on your hip will scar. It will never fade. It was too close to his transformation. I also know that it protected, whatever magic it contains, an extension of Remus himself. It blocked Regulus's spell, dispersed it, which is why some of your most recent memories are scattered and sparse, but to do that, it had to lock down your mind, which is why you were in a comatose state for so long. It was continually blocking it out until the spell could be released, until the threat had passed. Released, asks Sirius insistently before he can stop himself, snapping his mouth closed quickly, but Andromeda doesn't scold him or look angry, only nodding. Remus had already spoken with me, told me where you were and everything he knew that had happened to you, she continues as Sirius shifts to the edge of the sofa, watching her without blinking. When I found Regulus at St. Mungo's and he admitted to what he'd done, I went to Remus with a plan. Potter had already made a decision, something we were all adamant about preventing, Remus nearly frantic. We went to you to test a theory. Remus scratched you again, reopened the wound, and your body, reacting to that same protective magic, funneled the spell out. That's why you woke up. The danger was over, you weren't under attack anymore. Remus saved you, once in that pub, and again in St. Mungo's. He's the reason you're still here, Sirius. Sirius remained silent, rolling it around his head, sorting through it, trying to process what she said. It doesn't make sense, but there's something in it that does. He has questions, so many questions they're creating towering walls inside his mind, but one stands out above all the rest. How did he know, he says, mostly speaking to himself, halfway forgetting about Andromeda's presence at all. Andromeda gazes at him, seeming to hesitate. Her eyes drift to the side like she's trying to look over her shoulder without turning her head. She finally exhales a breath and sighs as she stands, motioning with her head for Sirius to follow her, which he does, his cousin leading him into her kitchen and to the back door. Why don't you ask him, she suggests, pulling the door open. 